dive into their emotions, their feelings, their needs, the better you're going to be able to communicate to them when marketing your book. You'll know what to say to help them connect with you more. So if you're like me wondering, what's the difference between brand, voice, messaging, and copy, and how the heck do we use them all on everything we do to market our books online, you are in for a treat. My guest today is my friend, Lindsay Johnson. Lindsay is a messaging strategist and copywriter who supports women business owners by refining their marketing messages, amplifying their brand voice, and writing compelling copies so they are confident that their messaging will attract and convert their audience into clients. Lindsay is giving us some practical tips on discovering our brand voice and how we can communicate with our readers without always saying, buy my book. Plus, she's sharing creative ways to get reviews that share the transformation readers get after reading our books. So let's get to it. Hi, I'm Kim Stewart, and this is the Book Marketing Mania podcast. Let's learn and share together what's working now to meet new readers, market your message, and make a bigger impact online. Welcome, Lindsay, to the Book Marketing Mania podcast. We're so glad you're here today. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So I gave everybody your professional bio in my introduction, but I wanted to share a fun fact that people might not know about you just from um, this conversation or following you online. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not a super fun person, but that's not really (laughs) true because I have a lot going on, but it was really hard for me to think of a fun fact. Um, Something that your audience will not know. And most of my audience doesn't know, to be quite honest, is that before I was married and then into our early married days before babies, I was really involved in my church worship team. I was a worship leader. Um, I play a lot of instruments, not many of them well, but I can fake it till I make it kind of a thing to help the church worship team. And it was a really, really, really blessed season of my life that God clearly closed the door to, but hopefully I can um, get back to it someday in his timing. So that's something that not very many of my online audience actually knows about me. Yeah, I had no idea. That's super fun. So you, yeah, you had to walk away with that when he called you to be a mom, right? And uh, put your priorities first with your family. So I love that. Um, Okay, so let's get down to the meat of our interview. Um, The reason I wanted to bring Lindsay on, as I said in the introduction, is just to kind of unravel what all this is that we hear about branding, our voice, our messaging, our copy as authors. Um, to kind of just tell us what each of those things are we always hear about and how we can implement it within our author platform. So, Lindsay, can you kind of give us a rundown of, you know, the difference between our brand, our voice, our messaging, and our copy? Um, Just an overview of those? Yes. I'm really glad you asked this, actually, because these are terms that feel mm, almost really intangible. Like, it's hard to really stick an accurate description on them because it's it's just hard to touch. They're not really tangible things. They're just kind of ideas. So, you know, your brand, your messaging, your copy and your voice, they're all very interwoven together. They all kind of have to be in relationship with each other to make your brand really strong. So let's try to break them down. We'll start with the brand. Um, One of the best descriptions 
of a brand that I've ever heard, and I can't remember who said it or where I read it, but your brand is your audience's perception of who you are as a business. It's not necessarily what you say you are. It is how you present yourself online, how you interact with your clients and customers, um, and all the different little pieces that play together in order to create this perception of what your audience thinks you are, because really what your audience thinks you are is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what you say you are, if that's not what they feel or um, understand when they experience your brand itself, how you work with clients, how you, you know, ship out packages. If you are a product-based business, um, when you mail out your book. So branding really has a lot to do with how you can, um, help curate the perception of your audience. Um, and your voice is how you show up with, you know, your speaking, um, with your messaging online, your Instagram posts, your blogs. Um, I mean, even, even the books you write are going to have pieces of your voice in, in them. And the voice is really how you, how you project your message out into the world. And then copy and messaging are really similar as well. Kind of like how your brand is um, maybe this like overarching, you know, idea and theme and how your audience perceives your business. Um, your, your messaging is also that same thing. It's who you are. It's who you're speaking to. It's the message you are getting out into the world, the message that God has called you to speak out into the world um, and how you, how you do that is through the copy. So the specific words that you use, that's the copy. So those are four really big ideas and components of a brand, of a business for any author, um, but they're all so interrelated that it's really hard to, you know, separate. Um, and yet they do have separate definitions and functions within the brand. So I know like specifically with authors, I think we sometimes get a little confused about our messaging, our brand, because we just get so focused on the books that we're launching at that time, right? Mm -hmm. And even though those kind of fit under the umbrella, I guess, of our big picture brand, can you kind of walk through that? Like, so as we think with authors, you know, they put together a website, they put together their book page, which might be on their website or it might be on Amazon. Um, they've got emails going out to their potential readers, and they've also, you know, are posting on their social media channels. So can you kind of talk a little bit about each of those where they might show up in those categories? Um, you know, the branding, the copy, the voice, and the messaging? Yeah, that's a really good question. They're all going to show up in all the areas, um, just in different ways. So we'll, let's take maybe a website as a good example and a good place to start. A website is going to be this compilation of, of branding and of messaging and of copy and of design and of making it feel really beautiful and aesthetically pleasing that's going to you know speak to your audience and, and draw them in to make them want to be involved. And by being involved, you want them to take action to buy your book. You want them to you know, join whatever community you might have online to follow you on Instagram. So the brand itself, again, it's like how the audience perceives you. You want all of the website to be cohesive and consistent in that it shares who you are really clearly and who you're speaking to 
um, who your books are for, but also be very audience driven so that you are like, it's not always the Lindsay show. I like to say, like, you don't want your website to be the Lindsay show 24 seven. You really want it to be focused on what need or struggle or pain point your offer solves. And for authors, um, it could be as basic as your book is entertaining and that solves a frustration or a struggle or a pain point for your audience. Your book might be um, educational. Your book might be inspiring. But all of those things always serve to solve a need. Uh, and you want to direct your, your brand, your messaging, your copy always towards that audience's focus um, so they can see how it will help and benefit their life. They can kind of picture actually how you know, picture themselves in the pages of your book. Um, so showing up online really means showing up as, as who you are as a person, as a writer, um, and your heart behind the books that you're writing and the people you're serving through those books. Um, just really hitting on the felt need. And I know a lot of authors really mm-hmm. dig into that, like way back, you know, when they start even proposing their book to an agent or a publisher, or even, you know, themselves, if they're self-publishing, you know, they're kind of putting together a plan maybe even before they write the book and they're starting to think about what are my potential readers um, problems that my book's going to solve. And so talking through that, so it sounds like you kind of have your overarching brand. Like I know a lot of um, the authors I work with, they are in the Christian living field of books. And so they kind of have an overarching Mm -hmm. brand of, you know, they're serving women of faith or moms of faith. And then maybe kind of drilling down into that. They might have different books for different audiences kind of under that umbrella. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And so do you have some practical tips or maybe some resources to share if authors just kind of are like, how do I even get started with my, like, I know what my book's about, but how do I get started with kind of identifying my brand and my voice and how to communicate that to potential readers? Yeah, I would say to really get clear on who your book is for. Because the more you can understand that audience, the more that you can really kind of dive into their emotions, their feelings, their needs, um, the better you're going to be able to communicate to them uh, across all online platforms. Like not just your, your book, but when marketing your book, you'll know what to say to help them connect with you more. And a really, really helpful exercise is to consider your core values as an author. And I know it could sound a little bit cheesy, um, but it's really important for branding as a whole, whether you're a small business, entrepreneur, um, or an author. It's going to be so, so important for you to to really um, spell out what those core values are. Like, why do you do what you do? Why do you believe what you believe and why are those things so important to you? And now think of it from your audience perspective. Are they going to hold similar core values to you? And the answer is probably going to be yes. At least a lot, if not all of your core values are likely going to mirror or mimic the core values of your ideal audience, like your reader. And that's a really good starting place for finding common ground for finding what you both, you know, you as the author and then your audience, finding what you both hold really dear and important, like what matters most to both of you and starting to write content about that, getting them to connect with your content because um, like super faith-driven, super family-driven, what kind of content can you 
create to help them relate to you based on what you find common ground in. Oh gosh, I love that so much. So that kind of, I think kind of leads us into the next question I wanted to ask you about was how can authors write copy, um, you know, like their social media posts or their email, Mm -hmm. their emails that are going out to their subscribers. How can they share, you know, their brand and their book messages without specifically saying, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Um, Mm -hmm. So it sounds like maybe they would, if they could kind of identify that, maybe what their brand stands for, their values and how those are in common with their potential readers, they're, maybe they're focusing some of their content that direction, and then naturally their target readers would identify with them and want to connect with them more. Is that what you would suggest as far as um, you know, putting some copy out in your emails and social media posts that isn't saying always the same, buy my book? Yes, so much so. Oh, I love that so much. So yes, those common values um, will help you connect. So you can start writing even blog posts, but also emails. Um, social media captions that are related to those core values. Even um, going back to a group program that I did several, several years ago, we really honed in on mission, vision, values, which is also um, another way to say like, what's your focus and what's your purpose? And I really love the word purpose for your audience, Kim, like authors and the, the purpose of your of these authors writing the books. So if you can take these three core things, like your mission or your purpose, your vision or your focus, and then your core values, dive into what those mean for you. And then you can extrapolate or pull out the themes that are also common to your ideal audience and just start writing content about those because it's going to fast track your connection with them and want them to get to know you even better. That makes a lot more sense because it's so hard, especially around book lunch time when you just feel the pressure of getting your book out there, right? But it's just, we we kind of fall, I think, captive into the, well, I've got to tell people that my book's coming. I've got to tell them to buy it or pre-order it, but we don't really kind of step back and really dig into what kind of connection can we make with that target reader. And I think about that with mm. so many authors that I just have fallen in love with and their books have changed my life. And I think back to how did I even hear, you know, did I hear about it from a friend or did I connect with them somehow? And I probably connected with them long before their book was even talked about, right? And just made that divine connection that, you know, this is somebody mm-hmm. whose words are going to change my life. I really need to listen to what they have to say, but it wasn't necessarily by my books. It probably was long before they even mentioned the book, or maybe if they did, you know, it just came in so naturally through the things they were saying. So I love just having some ideas like that. So, you know, when authors are getting ready to launch their books, so let's dig into a little more like the, the content idea of, you know, our books are solving a problem for our readers and there's a transformation that's going to happen, right? I'm going to have a problem that I'm having in my life and I'm going to read um, for our audience. It's nonfiction. So, you know, there's typically a, a, a solution, right, within the words of their books. Um, so there's kind of a transformation that can happen throughout those pages. And by the time you have read the book. And so I know a lot of times authors want to send out advanced copies to reviewers or to influencers that might share about the book or give them an endorsement for the book. Can you kind of give us some tips on some questions that we can ask either of our early readers or endorsers, um, you know, people posting reviews so that we can really dig into what that audience transformation is and be able to kind of communicate that in our copy as well? 
Yeah. So just for a little bit of clarification, it's almost like you're asking for a testimonial from these early readers and early reviewers, correct? Yeah. So instead of it just always being, this is a great book, read this book, you know, like I really like chapter three, you know, like how can we kind of, um, you know, motivate them to maybe to tell their, give their testimonial a little differently? Well, no, it's exactly how I um, ask, you know, past clients or students for testimonials. It's a really similar process to asking for, you know, a review or podcast review. And I like to um, give them a little bit of direction because people don't necessarily know what you're looking for when you're asking for a book review. They don't necessarily know what's going to be the most helpful unless they've been in this world for for years like you and I have to know what makes a good review or a good testimonial. So I would ask them to talk a little bit about um, what their life looked like before reading the book. And this is very broad, um, but it asks them to pinpoint what kinds of struggles and what kind of emotions they were feeling before reading the book. And then I would ask them step two to give their experience about, you know, what they thought as they were reading the book, maybe their biggest takeaways, what they really, really appreciated about it, the thing that hit home the most, maybe the thing that gave them a gut check. Um, And then number three would be, what is your life like now afterwards? And again, it feels kind of dramatic to say it that way. So you may want to rephrase and reframe this depending on how you would write copy, how you would phrase an email. Um, But you want them to speak to how the book made a difference. That might be a better way to phrase it than change their life. Because will it be life-shattering, you know, life-changing? Maybe. But it might just be that it made a really small but impactful difference in their life. And that's what you want them to speak to. So the past, before they read the book, the um, during the book reading process, and then afterwards, what made a difference? Like, what was the biggest impact that the book had on on their life? And that's what you're going to want your whole audience to see is that this person came from point A before reading the book. They were in this struggle. They were in this pain point. They had this frustration, and they walked the journey. You know, they walked the little path, and now here they are at point B after reading the book. And this is how awesome it was. And that's what you want to ask them to share. That's yeah, so great. You're right because I think of like this huge transformation, right? Which it can be, but it could be right. yeah, just some small impacts of something. Um, especially those of us that like to read lots of books, right? We have lots of mm-hmm. um, different impacts through them all. So yeah, that would be so great because I know so many people that are doing the early readers or they're sending them out for endorsements. Um, you know, or trying to get the early blog reviews, even some bloggers mm-hmm. that do those things. I think those are really great questions to ask. So as we provide direction, because without direction, people won't know exactly what you're looking for. And you like the last thing you want is to be disappointed in a book review that you got just because the direction wasn't really clear on what you were looking for. Oh gosh, that's great advice. Yes. So kind of share them with them what you're looking for, where the questions you're mm-hmm. asking, but then yeah, giving a little more direction on the answers you're hoping to get. I love that idea because it's it's so helpful, right? <laughs> when you're the one doing Or even it. an example. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even if you have an example of like a really good one you got for a book, you know, the last book you wrote, you got an amazing um, early reader review. Use that as an example. You could blur out names if you wanted to keep it anonymous, but say, 
this is kind of the format that I'm looking for. Would you be able to write a review similar to this? Because then you can just, we can, uh, I was thinking like you can just turn around and use that, right? I love when I see authors sharing their reviews on social media or in their emails. Um, Just let, you know, just kind of reminding us if we haven't bought the book that um, there's definitely a reason we should. So as we, so as we dig into some of these ideas that you shared today and we start kind of our, our eyes are a little more open to it and we might start noticing how other authors are sharing about the book on their websites and their emails on social media. How can you recommend that we kind of study other, what other people are doing, but not necessarily copy? Cause I know it's so it's so tempting to just like go copy all the copy from somebody's um, mm-hmm. Instagram post or their websites. But can you encourage us how we can just make sure we're we're studying and being inspired by someone else and then putting that into our own world and words and values and missions for our readers versus just straight up copying it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say start being really observational about why you're connecting with a certain post. Um, Is it because they're being really vulnerable? Is it because they're sharing something personal? Is it because they're sharing a sneak peek of the process? Um, Is it just because you fangirl all over this person and you love everything that they put out? So start watching for different trends that pop up on social media that you can start using in your own you know, content schedule. And everything you write is going to be from your heart. So I don't think there's as much worry about being, you know, really plagiarizing everything, but just being aware that, you know, copying copy is not a good thing, nor a God honoring thing to do. Um, And we can use other people's posts as inspiration and examples by still turning it and making it our own. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. I just, I think copies, it's definitely something I struggle with. And I know it's what a lot of people Mm -hmm. struggle with. And so it's, we think, okay, well, we hear this person's doing a great job with their book page, or this person's doing a, you know, a great job sharing about their book on social media. And it's so tempting just to, you know, go, okay, well, let me just go copy what they're doing and then insert my yeah. stuff into like, it. Just, if this is such great copy, then that's what, you know, it just makes it sound easier, right. And faster to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, just that inspiration that we're all different, right. We need to all do it our own way, but we can learn from each other and be inspired, but not necessarily just go, okay, here's some great copy to use. Um, or, you know, just Absolutely. even how, how readers are asked. I mean, I'm sorry, how authors are asking for the readers for that feedback, like you said previously. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to see mm-hmm. if you had some, maybe some tips on that. So this has all been so good, Lindsay. And I know um, copy and branding is such a much bigger topic than we had time for today. So will you share some resources that you have for our listeners that they can connect with you afterwards and um, continue this conversation? And if they want to really dig into more about what their brand stands for as an author or um, writing copy for their website or their emails or their social media, all the things that um, how they can connect with you and, and get some resources from you. Yes, I would love to connect. You can find me at veridianco.com. That is my website. I'm also on um, Instagram and Facebook at veridianco. And I would love to point your listeners to veridianco.com slash writing workshop where they can grab a freebie. It is a five-day email workshop. So for five days, you will get um, emails to your inbox to help you 
really target who your ideal audience is and help get them engaged with your brand. So how to identify them, how to speak their language, how to listen and respond to what they need from you. You know, what are the things that are going to really resonate and connect and give value and also share how you can help them. Um, you know, help air quotes through your books, like your books are providing that guidance, that help, that value, um, and how you can share about it in a, you know, non-icky salesy way. And finally, I just really want this workshop to be able to help each and every one of you learn how to write in a genuine way that brings you sales, but also, you know, is joyful to you. And it feels like it's a good fit for who you are as an author and your brand. So that's at veritynco.com slash writing workshop for that freebie. Great. Thank you so much. That'll be awesome. I will put all those links in the show notes and make sure that everybody can connect with you, especially over on Instagram. I know you hop on um, and do videos on there quite a few times and share about branding, but also just um, share about getting to know you. And I so love that. So this has been so helpful to our listeners, Lindsay. I so appreciate you coming on today and sharing um, and encouraging the authors that listen to the Book Marketing Mania podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Okay, y'all. So now that you've learned about the messaging and copy of your author brand, be sure to check out episode eight with Angela Bauma on designing your author website so readers know what you have to offer. I so appreciate you tuning in to the podcast. If you are learning new ways to meet new readers and market your message, I would be so honored if you would leave a review for the show. You can do that on Apple Podcast, or feel free to leave a comment on an Instagram post or on our show notes. I'd be so grateful for your help in letting authors know about the Book Marketing Mania podcast, and I will put links to all those in the show notes. Thanks so much and see you next week.